Hello and welcome to Film Seizure. My name is Chuck Moore. With me as always are my co-hosts, Jeff and Jason. Say hi, Jeff and Jason. Hey, hi, Jeff and Jason. Hey. How are you doing? You did the thing. You did the thing. <laughs> we, we tend to always do the thing. I hope those guys I are doing do well. not. I always try not to do the thing because I know one of you jokers will. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely do the thing. I very Well, there you go. See, the so I guessed right this time. <laughs> Okay, I guess I always do the thing. Anyway, another hey, thing, <laughs> another thing. Hi, another thing we're doing for the second time is a month of Coen Brothers films. Yeah, which yeah, I lucked out on this month. We have five weeks, so we get five movies. Starting with 1994's The Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, so we're kind of going in order, right? Um, yeah, yes. kind of a little bit down the line. We have to skip one we've already done, and then we skip another one. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Hudsucker Proxy is their fifth. I guess it has to be their fifth film, right? If we did the first four. Yeah. Um, and it is their biggest budget yeah. film. Um, still to this day, as far as I understand it, um, they got a blank check after Burton Fink from... Our buddy Joel Silver. Yeah, of all, of all people. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of weird, right? Action Man Explosions, you know, <laughs> yeah. wanted to make a Coen Brother movie. <laughs> it's just weird. It's their big, their biggest um, budget film and probably their biggest flop. Oh, easily. Right? Yeah, it's their biggest flop. Yep. Yeah, so this did not do well in theaters, um, which is, I don't know that all Coen Brothers films would be considered having done well in theaters, but all are most are critically acclaimed right and have a pretty good following or a pretty decent showing in the theaters but this so one it it looks like oh brother where art thou beat it on budget by just a smidge well oh, really but, but if you if you adjust for well i think that is that is the the rub is if you're just for marketing which they put no i no i was saying adjust for inflation oh uh, well i guess that too um sure Either way, it's way up there. And then at like a $25 million, which is kind of weird that most of their movies are made for less than that. That's why people, that's why they get movies made. I mean, right. Yeah. They don't generally make a ton of money, but sometimes they do. Like, um, oh, brother, Burn After Reading. That has to be their biggest budget. That was $37 million. Okay. All right. So for a time, it was their their biggest yes, budget for a film. time it certainly was yeah. but even like their little movies like serious man quadruples its money you know right right and yeah, this that's... made less than half of yeah. its money yeah true great you look at that that was a massive hit we'll get to that one at some point right um that was humongous hit yeah so yeah they 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 know how to make a crowd pleaser and then they kind of do their little things you know, because they, they gain a little cachet within the system and uh, they do one for themselves, you know? Yep, absolutely. Like a Leland Davis or something. Yep. yep. This is kind of one for themselves, it feels like, even though it was supposed to be like a big market hit, like something just didn't go right here. Um, I don't know. Jason, you look like you have a thought there. Yeah, this is definitely a passion project for them. Um but yeah, it didn't really connect. Um, I don't know why. And um, 
it's also kind of like one of those movies where it's like, are we ever going to make a, a, a movie again kind of deal, right? Right. <laughs> or are we ever going to get this opportunity, this blank check opportunity to make a movie like this? So they kind of went for it, whether or not they thought it would be successful or not. I think this is, they just figured this is our chance. If right. we're ever going to make this movie, it's now. Right? Yeah, because they sat on this script for a while too, yeah. I think. They wrote yeah. it a while back. Yeah. Um, with the and- Raimis, with uh, Sam Raimi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, anyone want to explain their connection to to Sam Raimi? Um I, I think that uh, the, Sam the Raimi Coens... was a producer, like a producer on um something one of the Coens worked with Sam Raimi on a on a on a thing. Jeff's raising his hand. The Coens uh helped with editing on the Evil Dead. Yeah, but it was even before that. Um there was a there was a oh i'm sorry that's uh never mind sorry 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 the, that was when they started talking about the hud sucker proxy yeah. sorry but yeah their relationship goes back for you're right yeah sorry. like like one of them was a producer on one of their other things and they decided to write something together and it just happened to be a happy relationship and they wrote crime wave together which did get made um and that was, that's technically a sam raimi movie that's why we haven't covered it um and then they wrote this together and this is technically a coen brother movie but it's got a lot of raimi in it like so much raimi in it um it does i mean he was a second unit director right oh, too yeah. so he did a couple I mean, scenes at least he's in it and he did i think arguably the best scene in any coen brother movie probably probably the most memorable yeah for um, sure so we'll get into all of that fun stuff but yeah i think they're all roommates too at one point i mean but yeah, they they go way way back the Coens and and, and the Ramies. Yep. So I'll start like since I picked the Coen Brothers movies um, for this month, the Hudsucker Proxy was always like a comedy favorite of mine by the Coen Brothers. I think as time goes on, it loses a little bit of its luster for me, but I still quite enjoy a ton of it. Like you said, the the scene we'll talk about later is still one of my favorite scenes in film. I love it. Um, but <clears throat> this is like the lower end of Cohen filmography for me, like probably bottom five or six. Jeff, what did you think? I think that you said this was probably your first time. If I recall correctly, it, it is practically a first time. I remember certain bits from this i know i had to have seen this either on vhs or on cable probably in 94 95 like late 94 in the 95 someplace right um i i am i am curious about one thing so when we when we talked about the five movies that we were going to do i said you three i knew i had seen um and i was really looking forward to two of them in particular because the other the other one i'd seen somewhat recently but still like watching that one um and i knew that i hadn't seen uh the man who wasn't there and this was one i was like "Ah, i don't remember enough of it to say that i've seen this or not um you both had said oh well we know one will be up your alley the other one we're not too sure and this one was the one you're not too sure my question is why why did you think you were not too sure if this was going to be up my alley um because i think it's a little bit (laughs) it loses itself in pastiche a little bit 
Um, and I don't know that you're not always, that's not always your thing. Um, is, is a lot of like, you know, old styles or mult or multiple styles mashed together. Right. And it mm-hmm. does that. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what, what loses me in the third act. Um, because it, it, it kind of shifts from a Preston Sturges movie to a Frank crap Capra movie. Yeah. And I don't know that that really works. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I totally read it wrong and, and, and you loved it. And if you did, I mean, I wouldn't blame you. I think it's an incredibly charming movie at times. Um, okay. Well, I didn't like this movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, uh, you, you nailed it on the head, though, uh, with one thing, Jason. At the halfway point of this movie, something happens and I'm like, uh-oh, this movie isn't what I think it is. And I think, funny the Hudsucker proxy might be a proxy for a movie that I should like. Uh, And because it's because the way I looked at the first, the first, there's so much stuff I do like in this one. This is a gorgeous movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Is this a gorgeous movie, but we'll get to it. But something happens where I was like, "Uh Oh, it's all a facade. And I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I get kind of because I get kind of like I was I was glimmered a little bit by the look and by some of like this is an excellent like if anybody were to ever say, hey, Jeff, where's something where you have a hard time pointing to big features or big parts of a movie that you don't or that uh, that you don't like? Meaning basically every piece of this movie on the on the grand scale of it concept acting the design of it holy cow the design of it the way it's shot the way it's edited especially Mm -hmm. on the technical side especially but even some of the writing or at least the setup and some of the acting all of that is so great Mm -hmm. and then you add it all together and it's like how how do i not have the equal how do how is it not equal to what's great about it yeah, I think and that's I think, how I feel about it. I think as we dig into it, I think we'll we'll probably have some of very similar critiques of this. I I, yeah. I when I first saw this movie, maybe the first two times I saw this movie in my early twenties, I was completely enamored by it. As I've gone back to it over the years, I've become less enamored by it. And and mostly it's because it, it, it comes out of the gate so strong, so yes. fast, and 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 really it's like pure energy. And it can't keep up the energy for it, the first two acts. And then it just totally falls flat and I'm bored the whole third act. Yep. Well, let's uh, we talk about falling flat. We're going to, we're going to talk about that ending. Cause whoo. yeah, the ending is, is like, Whoa, how do we end it? Um, yeah. How do we, no, how do we get there? Throw all this shit at the wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cause, cause for, for an hour and a half of this, what hour and almost 50 minute hour and 55 minute movie, however long, for a long time, I thought that's really weird that they paid a, a specific actor to not speak a line. <laughs> that's odd. <laughs> and oh boy, we yeah. come back around to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, uh, there's there is so much about this movie I do like. Yeah, yeah. And there it, is it, so much. I mean, they're, they're on a technical level. This is this is the magic of movies, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but this is. But but once you peel back the facade, 
you realize, oh, I didn't buy a ticket to Westworld. I bought a ticket to some <laughs> back lot that's just a bunch of cardboard <laughs> fronts, you know. Um, yeah, it does. It I, does. Yeah, it just doesn't sustain or stick the landing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I was, I was, at, I was One having bit. problems before that, but we'll we'll get around to it because there is a lot to really talk about with this movie that is phenomenal. And to me, it's almost like before Hula Hoop and after Hula Hoop. It's like oh, after I go, I go a little earlier than that, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying because there is also a strange anachronism element to this too, where we're told it's taking place in 1958, 59, but everything right. looks like it's, yeah, it's all looks like yeah. mid thirties and it's very strange. Although I will say, even though, after only about five minutes of Jennifer Jason Lee, I was done with that character. Yeah. I wish if they had made a Superman movie in the nineties that she cast, that they cast her for it. Mm, I could see it, but yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little too much. Uh, it's, they She kind of goes overboard with the, yeah. My girl Friday routine sure. there. Yeah. But it's anyway. interesting. I was thinking about that because this week and next week, the joke I don't even know how to describe this, but the Coens are like often have a joke. That's not a joke. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I know know where you're going with this. And I was going to say, I could only stand about five minutes of her accent, but I wanted 10 hours of Francis McDormand. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was so pleasant. And it's like, I just want to tell her my life, you know, (laughs) but it's it's the same thing, right? Like her stick is like it's bearable for not even it's more than bearable for me it's like i love her we'll talk about that next week yeah Yeah. but jennifer jason yeah jennifer jason lee it's like oh they're serious that's the magic of that movie is 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 the warmth among the cold yep yep it is but we'll get there that's we'll get there we'll we'll talk about that (laughs) next week but but let's talk about this movie because when the movie opens i thought oh we're we're in Tim Burton's Batman universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. They, they use a, so a lot of great. these sets. They use a lot of these sets for um, so the Bruckheimer Batmans, actually. If you can believe it. Interest I do believe it because yeah. it's it looks Gotham y, it's just bright. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like Yeah, they use um, the buildings and everything for, for Batman the Bruckheimer Batmans. Well, since you love the beginning of the movie so much, Jeff, why don't you tell us about it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so we, we open with essentially the, um, the big climax, really. Uh, we, we learn that, um, that, that the Tim Robbins character, um, Norville Barnes is the president of Hudsucker Industries. And he's standing out on the ledge um, just before it strikes midnight on the fifth on January 1st, 1959. And uh, he is going to, he, he appears to consider jumping. And so then it goes back like a couple of weeks. Um, and <laughs> the first sign that I think things are going to be pretty great at the beginning here is that boardroom <laughs> yeah. because every single one of those actors are perfectly cast as like rich fat cats, you yeah. know? Um, and they're I'm all talking. The yep. They're, <laughs> they're talking about this on the 44th floor 
45th, if you count the mezzanine or whatever it is, <laughs> yes, whatever they say. That's right. That's right. They, um, they, they're talking about like all the money that Hudsucker is making. <laughs> and meanwhile, you have Charles Durning, who's, uh, warring Hudsucker. Where? Who started. Wearing Hudson. Wearing Hudson. <laughs> it's an important pun for a joke later. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, and so, you know, he's like the founder and he's like listening and he's smoking his big fat cigar because he's he's the biggest, fattest cat of all of these big fat cats. Um, and, he, you know, and it's like you see him look out the window and, and he kind of gets this look on his face. And then once you know, the guy finished, you know, a little squirrely. I don't know what his name was, but squirrely, we'll call him. <laughs> finishes reading off the the um, the financial report. He, he gets up on the table and everybody's like, oh, he's going to say something really important. And then he just takes off running, <laughs> blasts through the window. And for a long time, we think, oh, that's all there is to Charles Durning, apparently. <laughs> It's like, wow, they must have had a few extra bucks around to hire him to be this part. Um, so he's dead, splat on the on the ground. And so meanwhile, while Paul Newman, who is his right-hand man, like the vice president of the company, Sidney Musburger, he is going to, uh, he's trying to figure out, it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. We can't wrestle the control of the stock because we don't have all we don't have the majority the majority just flew out the window right and it goes yeah, public bylaws, and it goes public say that goes public january 1st right so what we need to do is so um, dope on the street can right control like, their company so <laughs> we, need to, we need to drive the stock price down now granted you know there's a big greasy uh charles durning spot on the road and so yeah it is starting to tick down a little bit but they needed to crash like immediately so that they can buy up the the vacuum essentially right so how are we going to do it well we we just got to go get ourselves a proxy meanwhile and then my other favorite thing about this movie or another favorite thing about this movie in comes norville off the bus from muncie there's apparently a direct bus from muncie to new york city um enough so where there's a card for it yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, yeah. well, maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe. maybe. I maybe. Who knows? Damn. See? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> he uh he gets off and he's he goes straight to the uh employment agency. Yeah. <laughs> God, that those I love that oh ticker board. Yeah, that great. ticker board was so great. And trying to catch what some of the things were on it was fun. Yeah. It's yep. like at one part, I think it said something about office. So I think it said office manager. And then right below it, it said soda jerk. And I thought for a second it said office jerk. And I laughed. And, I laughed. and then I realized, wait, no. Then my brain caught up. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, that's not what it said. <laughs> Two things about that. It all it, it looked good, but it also sounded great. It was like very. Oh, yeah. The ticking. The t- yeah, it just sounded really good. Yeah. But the main point of that board, right, is that every job required experience. So right. and that's and that's a great joke in general about finding a job, right? It's like right. I know I can do X. To him, he is a business. Um, he has graduated with honors from the Muncie School or Muncie uh, College School of Business. Yeah, it's on his it's on his briefcase or his, it's on, on his luggage. briefcase. It's on his luggage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they're the Eagles. Uh, 
uh, anyway, I love they, I love too the 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 music. I mean, it's Carter Burwell score. He scored almost all the Coen Brothers films, but the Norvell Suite. It's it oh, opens the, and uh, closes the movie with him, and it's so good. It is. is are you talking about the one that's got the light motif from Spartacus? Yes, it's got. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reappropriated classical music in this. But yeah. yeah, the Norvell Suite is wonderful. Um. So they, so yeah, but that's the, that's kind of the classic joke, right? Like, it's like, well, how, how am I supposed to get experience at work? If you need experience that, I mean, everybody want, I mean, everybody wants to hire experience, but that's not often how it goes down. But right. and, it, and then it ends up in the old cliche. You got to start, got to start, you start in the mail room. Yep. yep. Oh my God. So <laughs> because they and, offer they offer um, low pay for long hours. <laughs> yeah. I I love the I, and the other thing that I really did like too was that there was a charm to him because you know he's all bummed out that he can't find a job. He goes and gets a coffee. He saves his last penny, and he, his coffee mug has created a ring around the the Hudsucker Industries. Right. He covered his one opportunity with this coffee. Exactly. But then it followed him down the street. That's charming. You know, follow. Oh, yeah. The, the job street. chasing him. Fate, yeah. Like all that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then that's where we get into the best set maybe ever designed, at least in any movie in the 90s. Oh, God. Yeah. And that and that mailroom, that vast, endless. It looked like the end of fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it is miles cavernous it is all the tubes and oh the yeah. pneumatic tubes and yep. all oh my god yeah it's um and and everything i mean it is amazon today right it's like you taking a break you're getting docked you know you gotta you gotta take a leak and too bad duck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a, lot of, exactly. a lot of that feels like um terry gilliam's brazil that whole exactly yeah. oh yep. for sure for yeah. sure. And I love you of the literal representation of the fact that you can never get anywhere in life with this old man yeah. who's yeah. throwing oh, the letter like he's a, standing beside he's him. He's so good. Yes. <laughs> he's so good. He's just throwing the letters in. Because he's been but, there for 60 years, right? He's never 49 got. 49 years. Next yeah. year, he will be um, like one more rung up, but it's still going to be in the mail. Room. In the mail room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, parcels. <laughs> he's going to move up the parcels. Move up to, if he's lucky. After 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's you know i mean it, this is uh, biting commentary we all feel this we all know what's going on there's here. and there's a great moment too where um norval's he's like what do you do if the envelope doesn't fit the mail slot and it says do not bend on it he's like well if you fold them they fire you i usually just throw them away <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, then, but, but then, but then you see a Norville's little bit so of Norville's ingeniousness. Yes. Yeah, because he does have an active, like, kind of a uh, um, inventive mind, the, right? He's not the dope that we're told to believe he is. No, really. he's not at all. Except, and what does he do? He he writes on it. He writes, right. "Please give this to your son," because the junior box, of course, is half the size of the senior box. Senior box, of the right. same Person, yeah. So please give this to your son. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean, and uh, yeah, um, we'll we'll talk about a little bit more about that a little bit later because that that's where we start getting into my troubles. But yeah, he gets uh, so in comes this blue letter. <gasps> Everybody is freaking out. There's a blue. Oh my god! The 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 trail of tears that that blue letter creates is amazing. Yeah. Um, 
So everybody hides from it. And Norville's got like an, he's got an arm full of letters that he's got to deliver to the mailboxes and everything. And the guy's like, you, you don't look busy. <laughs> Take this all the way straight up to the 40, 44th floor. You know, and um, so he, you know, and it's like, you, you, you can't, you know, you've got to, uh, you, you don't give it to the secretary. You got to give it to the person. Yeah. And, and it's going to Sydney Musburger. And no, and everybody's scared of Sydney anyway, because it's Paul Newman. I mean, Paul Newman. Yep. Paul Newman is in the, is is uh, can be a uh, intimidating guy. You know, <laughs> don't love his gruff voice in this, honestly. But his gruff voice, just the voice that he uses. I get I the intention to it. I guess they wanted Clint Eastwood, so maybe yeah. he's trying to be Clint Eastwood a little bit, you know? which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. He's he's very. Uh, it is a different kind of Paul Newman. Yeah, I don't know. It does. He does the job. He's a suitable villain. Oh, he's the villain in this. <laughs> That's why he has the gruff one. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love the elevator when he gets in the elevator and everything. Buzz. It's like business buzz is great. Yeah. Oh, buzz man. is fast talking elevator guy who knows where know? everyone's going. Um, makes oh, jokes God. crack a jokes, jokes the whole time because they, they've already announced that uh that hudsucker went out the window yeah. and everybody had to observe a moment of silence but that got docked yep yep <laughs> this <laughs> moment has been duly noted on your time card <laughs> yeah. oh my god i didn't even catch that i, don't I, think. I love yeah. it I love, like hey buddy when's the sidewalk fully dressed <laughs> it's wearings hot sucker <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just firing them off like all these jokes uh that guy that guy is um jim true he is sort of kind of famous for being perez in the wire hmm. oh wow i didn't realize that was him yep interesting Does but once the same character no <laughs> <laughs> once buzz realizes that he has a blue letter he's like okay straight up to the top so everyone's aware of, down to yeah down to the bellboy or the elevator operator is that a bellboy is that yeah, whatever yeah, he's the elevator, elevator operator. Upper, yeah even down to the elevator operator knows how important this blue letter is oh the 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 uh <laughs> the the secretaries one of them passes out <laughs> <laughs> but he goes up to the office um of- oh and again another great shot inside sydney Musburger. first of all it's it, it, the, the offices are so long that it takes you know it's like it's 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 imposing but then as the second hand ticks Cause you yeah. see part of that clock outside the wind and, and it's, it's pointing like, like it's, it is calling him out. Yeah. Right. It points right at him. Yep. Um, important to note too, that the clock operator does the, the opening dialogue for this yeah. movie is kind of an om- omniscient, omnipotent type. It's I do okay. really you, like you that can, opening, that opening monologue. It's, it's okay to call good. him a magical black guy. That's exactly <laughs> what he is. In this. Yeah. I think he's a little more than that, but well, he probably is, but it's the, but truth. it, it it's, is it's the that truth. stereotype. Yeah. 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 Out of hope. It's bag out of, of rope, <laughs> out of time. 
It's um, back advance, yeah. But uh, the uh, yeah, so he comes in and he's like, you know, and 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 Musburger's on the phone telling somebody to find the dope. Basically, he was like, we got to find, we got to find our proxy. And, Meanwhile, uh, Mr. Bumstead's waiting on him. His secretary kept, keeps calling in. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tell Mr. Bumstead's going to like, give him a magazine. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Norville comes in and uh, at first, oh, hey, wait a minute. We may have found our guy. Right. right. It's like here's he shoves a, a, a big fat cube. Well, in well I love mouth. what he does is he, he puts the blue letter in his apron and then he pulls his yeah. design that he showed the old man late earlier of the circle. He pulls it out of his shoe. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. Pulls yeah. his shoe off, pulls out his shoe, <laughs> unravels it. It's like, I got a big idea for you, you know, <laughs> for kids. Yeah. yeah, it's a circle. It's another yeah. example, though, of his ingenuity. Ingenuity? I don't know. I'm using the wrong ambition, words. Ingenuity. Yeah. Ambition is like recognizing the time and the place that you're at. And you'll probably right? never get another chance. Hey, maybe right. he'll get fired, but hey, he's already at the bottom. Right? Yeah, he's already at the bottom. He'll just find another mailroom. Yeah, I can always go right. back to Muncie. Um, yeah. And then, yes, that's when Sidney Musburger realizes, ooh, I think we have our man. And he starts grilling him about his, his education. He's probably I don't have much education, do you? Well, I, I graduated with honors from the, from the uh, college. Muncie's, Muncie College. And there's a witch college. He's like, Muncie's <laughs> business college. He's like, oh, okay, okay. So then you, I bet you were real dope, right? I bet you all your friends called you a jerk. And he's like, no, I was, uh, I was promoted most likely, <laughs> most to, likely succeed. to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> and so at this point, he's like, ah, get out of my office. And this is one of those great moments of Tim Robbins' physical comedy. With with lighting the trash can on fire and then stepping on it and trying to bring the the, the water the, the big jug the water of water can, over yeah. to put it out and the stepping on it and then it, it is lighting his his foot on fire it's like it's wonderful I mean Tim Robbins is just such a tall lanky looking dude anyway and then when he oh, he's does so scenes much like taller that, than than Paul Newman yes when he's doing that type of physical comedy it just it looks perfectly clownish it reminds yeah. me this scene so much reminds me of spider on your head scene and nothing to lose yeah. <laughs> oh for sure they're like mirror images in a lot of ways <laughs> and so yeah and so basically like he almost burns up the most important thing and the most important contract that, that he the bumstead has. contract the bumstead on that for contract. Once. <laughs> um then he uh it, it ends up basically i mean it, the, the the contract gets everywhere it you goes know, out I mean, the window he goes out the well window. first it's the first page right and he's when he calls the secretary and he's like i just need the first page retypes like well that's gonna take like three months to get that so he's like just the first page <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then yeah as um norville is trying to put out the fire he's doing everything he can he ends up opening the window and that's when all the shit flies out of the window yeah, right. so, yeah but at that point like newman was right i mean or musburger or sydney's right it's like this is our this is our idiot this is, our this is the guy yeah yeah they, they do a quick cut to to mr bumstead do you know did you recognize mr bumstead uh yes but i can't remember i was john, like oh that's john polito always, yeah. put, always put one in the brain also the yeah. um the brother shamus from big lebowski yeah he's yeah. been in yeah a, at yeah. least a couple of cones right for sure yeah those two yeah yeah one. just just real quick uh john Polito. yeah always yeah. welcome um so yeah so he you know so basically we're off right it's like they, they name him the new president 
he gets uh he gets suits made he gets you know it's like it's a whirlwind next like hour of his life oh, oh god real quick yeah. i fucking love the double stitch joke I oh, on yeah. the pants so much on the pants because he's like, "Hey, I've got you by your pants." Because 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 my falls pants. out the window, and he's like, "My pants." <laughs> and then, yeah, and it's like- and then he gets he gets pensive while he's being hung out the window, and it flashes back to him at the um the tailors, and yeah. the tailor is like, "Would you want a double stitch? I'll give you a double stitch. It'll uh, last forever." It's like, oh, "Why would I want a double stitch?" You know? He's like, "No," and he denies the double stitch, and then you start to see the stitch start to come apart as around his belt loop yeah Yeah, and he he says oh shit (laughs) but then it flashes back again and it shows the tailor alone making the suit he's like you know what mr musberg is such a nice guy i'm gonna give him a double stitch anyway what a crack of shit (laughs) i love it i love it it is funny though because it adds like a really fun tension to that scene yeah Yeah. and the rich and powerful are always getting shit for free right right Yep. yep Yep, and everything's um, always seems to to swing their way. Yeah, sure does. Um, yeah, so yeah, basically the next hour, basically they they give Tim Robbins a makeover, and they you know it, it's the the news is about to hit the street that there's a new guy, and uh, we flash over to uh, Fraser's dad, John Mahoney. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, we need to get the we need to get the story on this. Who's this guy? Who's this new wonder kid? You know, basically. And uh, in barges Jennifer Jason Lee, Amy yeah. Archer, yeah, who's like, see here, I know what's the I know what the dope is. <laughs> she, and uh, she's Rosalind Russell on steroids. <laughs> yeah, like give, give her give her like a, a snort of cocaine, Rosalind Russell, and that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> and so she uh she's like well first of all she always brings up her pulitzer so like yeah. the guys are like yeah, i'll bet you five bucks that she brings up her pulitzer when she doesn't at first like the one guy pays and then she's like i'll bet my pulitzer on it that he's an idiot that he's an imbecile and so she um has this whole thing where she's going to fake being the the poor a girl on the street who can't afford her lunch and um it will basically uh if norville is the imbecile that she that she thinks he is he'll have a soft heart for her and he'll pay for that and and basically it leads to him carrying her all the way up to his office yeah <laughs> i do like the noir feel of that scene with the scene with the yeah. two guys doing the what would be an inner monologue almost back yeah. and forth with each other i love I, it i liked it it was a i don't know i don't know if i liked it that much but it it. was okay i mean it was one of those things it was a little too long he's wise (laughs) oh she's good she's good (laughs) but uh but yeah so they bring her up and then i got gas benny (laughs) (laughs) they asked for bromo at the end of the scene yeah it's benny and lou um but they you know so at the end they um or at the you know after that he you know, he takes her up to the office and she's able to find out where he's from. She also notices he has an empty desk, almost as if he's got like a, an empty head. Like yeah. there's there's nothing there for her to really get anything from. Just a pencil rolling around. Just a pencil rolling or just rattling around. But then she does see something there about Muncie. And so she's able to use that to basically 
ingratiate herself to him by by being another local girl in the big city i, I do i do like her trying to keep up with him singing the fight song <laughs> oh, oh yeah she's yeah. really good in that scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then the basically he ooga, hires ooga, ooga, ooga. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he, uh, so he hires her as his secretary, but she writes the story that, yeah, he's an imbecile. Yeah. And, uh, obviously so, he doesn't know this. Nobody really knows who she is in the Hudson. Not yet. Right. Yeah. Not yet. Um, but yeah, so this is where, this is where things start to get a little rocky for me. Um, because by the time he gets the paper the next day to see that, oh, this, this lady doesn't even know who I am and how dare she, all of that is fine. Right. And I'm, and I'm fine with that. And I'm fine. <laughs> I like the scene where he goes, cause shortly after that, he has to go and meet with the other, uh, investors who are starting to get worried yeah. and he does not make any friends. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I know a little finish. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that and and the one, yeah. So that guy punches him. The uh, the Texan wanted to punch him, um, or the oil guy. I would assume Peter Gallagher is there for some reason doing a Dean Martin impression. Yeah, that's why. weird, man. That yeah. is so weird. Um, but he, you know, he's part of one one issue that I started. This is where I was like, uh oh, maybe things aren't so good here. Is We don't really see Jennifer Jason Lee truly, truly start to realize that maybe Tim Robbins is a, is more to him than what she, I mean, he's been nice to her. Yes. But like two scenes after he is saying, well, she doesn't know anything about me. And she kind of like gets a little defensive and all of that. Two scenes after that, they're kissing on that balcony. And it's like, and then she starts defending him. And it's like, uh, it's like, I, I don't, it's missing a scene there, right? Like it's there's a scene or, or just, or it's just missing a single line where he says something actually smart, or he says something that she overhears that catches Paul Newman off guard or something like, right. And then she can say, wait a minute, this guy wouldn't know that if he's an imbecile or wouldn't think that, or wouldn't say that, or would, you know, something like that would have been better. Um, and that starts to, that started to bug me. And that was when I had hit the, the top of the, you know, the, the top of the, of the roller coaster, you know, and it's like, uh, bye. I'm, I'm good. Like I said, until after he invents the hula hoop. And, well, yeah. Um, I mean, there's still I'm, a couple of good scenes here, but I, but I'm starting to. Kind I think of lose her it. conversation with Moses was a lot of the tipping point for her too. Yeah, and I don't love that either. No, yeah. but it is the reason. One of the reasons for her tipping over is she. He explains to her what's going on, and I think she starts to have some sympathy, right? And then it yeah. develops obviously a little more than that, which is a bit of a jump too. But yeah, I mean, know. the the sympathy. She's not designed to be a character who you would think would be overly sympathetic in that yeah. way right like none of the characters in this movie are really kind of built to have that kind of dual part to them like they're all flawed characters right in this movie like there's even tim robbins is victimized by his own 
ambition, right? Um, and, and he and and honestly, he gets a get out of jail free card in the in the form of a of a literal fucking angel. <laughs> you know, you know who kind of does this? What movie does this right between two similar characters? Is Brewster's Millions. You've got you've got the the kind of the imbecile who's just got all this money and he's spending it foolishly. He's the schmuck, you know. He's, he's not necessarily character. an right. idiot, but he's the schmuck. And she's yeah. the smart brainiac who doesn't understand why he's he's the way he is. But she sees like little dashes of greatness in him, right? Yeah. But everything like is calculated to a point to where it doesn't really like the big like the big like we're on the same side moment doesn't come until the very end, right? right. When all the when all the tumblers have fallen into place, that's the way. Like a Preston Sturges movie is kind of more structured, but this movie is losing its way because it wants to be a little bit like Capra sentimentality, right? I think uh, one thing, one major difference for me, at least Brewster's Million and this, is mm. that you get a lot more screen time with those two characters. Mm. Like they're together a lot more, even yeah. if. There's no explicit like telling of her falling for him or whatever she's doing for him. It makes sense. I think we spend too much time away from her in this for that to make sense. But also, I don't know if we could spend any more. But when you have, have with that like character, a, a fantasy <laughs> yeah. character, tell her the plot. <laughs> right. I mean, well, it turns out that's just, the whole movie, right? Like yeah. in a lot of ways, which is unfortunate. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I figured I should have just played this a little, a little more straight, in my opinion. But there's only so much you can do with the idea that small town kid catches lucky break, goes to head, goes to his head, and then he makes a mess of everything. Right. Yeah. Like that, That's that story has been structure. told a million times. It is a fine structure, but that story has been told a million times, but they, they went too far with the, with the correction on trying to make it interesting. Yeah. I'll agree to that. I just, if it was played super straight, I'd be like, well, that was, I've seen well, this before. Well, I don't necessarily mean super straight, but keep, keep playing it. Like you've been playing it because I've been enjoying it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, you know, original. I mean, they've come right out and said that we're we weren't trying to we weren't trying to remake any particular Sturges movie. We weren't trying to remake any particular Capra movie. We just wanted to make one of those, right? Right. And they were, and they were doing a great job of it until they weren't. <laughs> right. Fair. <laughs> um. Okay, but still, the fucking hula hoop montage yeah we got yeah let's get to that because this is um pretty great um i think we should probably first talk about how yeah set it up how like we we've we brought up the thing that he has a little piece of paper with the circle um but that's you know thing for kids right he keeps saying it's like I, you know, it's like, I've got, I've got this great idea and he pulls it out and he shows one person. And it's just a circle. It's a perfectly drawn circle. And he's like, you know, for kids. And that's just how it is every time. And it's like, and people kind of look at it. It's like, they're, they're puzzled by it because it's like, well, it's just a fucking circle. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. what, what do you mean? You know, it's like, what's so great about this? <laughs> he's not giving it any context whatsoever. Right. Nope. He's just yeah. like, this is just, this is my thing. Now it is something. Other than it's for kids. <laughs> yeah. Other than this for kids. Now 
it's kind of funny though because he gets his test you know he gets his test version to show the board and he knows exactly what to do with it but he never explained it to anybody and so when we finally do see it we do realize that if you don't know that he's inventing the hula hoop going into this or looked at a poster that's kind of one. It's like it, it, it kind. I mean, they kinda, sold this movie on that scene, so you kind of knew. I know, but, but it's I mean, like they you know, demoed the. He demos it before. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but like the thing is, it's like at the halfway point is when he basically demos yeah, yeah. the thing, right? Yeah. If if we didn't know that that was what he was creating, I think as an audience we would have a whole different opinion of him. Because he has been presented for the most part as this kind of doofus, you know, he's like not necessarily stupid, not necessarily obviously stupid, but not anything special. But then, you know, he's like, he's got this picture of a circle, big whoop, but then, but that's a marketing problem, not a storytelling. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean, that, that is true. That is true. And, And in a way, you know, the marketing betrayed the story a little bit a little yeah. bit but for but sure this, yeah. this might have been one of those types of situations where it's like how the hell are they going to market this yeah. without giving it away you know it's right like, i i'm betting somebody in a closed room with only silhouettes told sam raimi they got a problem with with marketing and they have to brainstorm a, a solution it's like just put it on the poster <laughs> you know, or whatever <laughs> they, did, they did with a bottle of whiskey not in silhouette <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> but anyway no i mean that and yes that's the uh, marketing kind of gave away the the ghost there a little bit yeah um but anyway it, it does it, it does make him appropriately an amazing inventor you yeah. think yeah. but it takes it takes two people to make the thing really a big hit and that kid is so into it oh man it's amazing so but good. anyway we're, we're not there yet we're not there yet so that kid good. that kid like he was like a professional hula hooper <laughs> that kid was into it yeah. but um the 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 concentration on his face Anyway, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Talk about the scene, Jason. Talk. It's it's movie magic. It is movie magic. It's it's wonderful. So um, Sam Raimi directed the hula hoop montage. Uh, he was second unit director, but he he was given almost I think all the montage duties in this movie because that's kind of what he does. He's a really good montage filmmaker, and um, and God, it's it's wonderful. Like it starts out with um the order for the design specs and they're, they're they're going different places in the building through pneumatic tubes and everything and it's this whole hustle bustle of trying to get this this thing made and it's cut real fast and then you also cut to this this room this woman reading a book she's reading war and peace volume one (laughs) two (laughs) two, two guys standing and one guy at the desk in silhouette one of which is Sam Raimi, but you don't know that because you can't see him. And then a bottle of whiskey. It's always in the shot, but not in silhouette, which is so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it just stands out. They want you to know that's whiskey. <laughs> and they're just spitballing names. Like, what the flying donut. <laughs> the hipster. <laughs> and it keeps, it keeps kind of cutting back and forth between them and production of the hula hoop. Um, all while you've got the... Um, 
like music from uh, Spartacus and catch catch Spartacus um um and kind of given the Carter Burwell uh treatment but um the uh <laughs> every time they cut back to the guys the ad guys marketing guys she's got a different book you notice that it's War and Peace Volume 1, then it's War and Peace Volume 2, then it's Anna Karenina. So they've been at this a while. <laughs> That's how they kind of show you the passage of time, which I think is genius. Mm-hmm. But then, um, okay, it's finished. The hula hoop has been produced. It's gone out to stores. I love how there's a little bit of bureaucracy in there, too, with the um, with the price. Like, hey, oh, my God. Yeah, because it's like it, it's going to cost 59 cents to, per, to to create the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, you notice the only real color in the whole movie are the tubes that end up being pressed huh. into the yeah. uh, Hulu. But anyway, um, it's going to be it's going to be 59 cents to produce. <laughs> we could probably sell it at 79 cents. And the guy looks at it and goes, hmm. And then he he just draws in a one in front of it. And he's <laughs> yep. like, hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> so $1.79 gets you a brand new Hulu. And you and can we... see the oh, stakes here, right? Because there are, there are millions of these Hula Hoops being produced in like a huge freaking warehouse. Again, like this massive space, right? And um, and then they all start going out to the stores. And we, we, we follow one particular toy seller in in general like or in particular just one one guy and i love this because it's it's so goofy because it's one day of sales and there literally aren't any children yet out yet because we're all in school but he's just like why aren't these moving yet <laughs> i've right. had them on sale for an hour i've had them on sale for two hours they're not moving yet and he keeps lowering the price to the point that um they're free stickers free to purchase and it's all stickers yeah <laughs> um and eventually he's just so fed up with it. He's the least patient toy seller in the world that he just tosses them all out the front door. And they all go flying, and yeah. one in particular goes on a journey. Yes, it does. And it turns a corner, and it yeah, it's so wonderful. I wonder how many times they had to shoot this to get it right. But it, it, it does a little, like, circle around. A little pirouette. Yeah. yeah. And then lands right in front of them. And the music has all been building here, building here. The boy steps into the into the hula hoop, picks it up. Steps into the ring. Steps into the ring, yeah. <laughs> and then starts just epically hula hooping to saber dance. <laughs> and it goes into slow motion, and he's just like the best hula hooper ever. And this little boy, he looks like he'd be on like Little Rascals or something. Yeah, right? yeah. And um. Oh my God! And, and that's when all the kids come out of school, like the oh they come screaming out of school. <laughs> it's like it's like the last day of school. Apparently, they're just all screaming coming out of out of school, and they all turn the the same corner of the hula hoop did, and stop right in front of the boy as he's giving the greatest toy demonstration of all time. <laughs> and then he, he puts it around his neck, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "I love the voices or the, the faces all these kids have. They're just mouths wide open at game." Yep. At this, this display of, of hula hoop prowess, he is doing it around his neck, he's doing it around his, his foot. Foot, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, just completely stone faced. Uh, that kid is the best. And then, of course, they all go screaming back around the corner to the toy store to buy a hula hoop, to which all the stickers start coming off. And, and then, then he adds a new the price one. Price gets raised, yeah. The three ninety nine, and it's a success. You touched yeah. on something there that I have a problem with in this movie, and I'm I'm trying to figure it out because 
central to the theme is the the giant clock, right? Yeah. But the passage of time and everything else makes almost no sense. Right. Like it I don't know if I that's like about purposeful mm-hmm. or not, but like you have that whole transition you talked about with War and Peace, War and Peace two in the book. Mm-hmm. You have the that whole she's just a fast reader. Well, that's the only other explanation, right? <laughs> yeah. Or that day of sales, like is well, time just really crunched in this movie? Well, that's the other thing also. It's like when those kids are coming out of school. This is supposed to be December 1958. Those kids are dressed <laughs> like it's summertime. Well, that's why I'm wondering if it actually starts sooner, but you're not really aware. No, of it long. said 1958, I think. No, yeah. I know, but you could have a whole year instead of a few weeks. Why? Well, oh, I know. But like, I thought it, I thought it said it was December, like on I the thought it was pretty late in the year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. So the passage well, yeah, of time, really passage sucks. time doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, I guess it's a little bit, I mean, it's that magical realism, which is boy, that's hit or miss with me sometimes. I think, yeah. I think, I think says it, the guy it, who loves the people who have superpowers and punching things. Into yeah. Oblivion. I'm, I was but just so, going to let that go. I think the <laughs> clock, I think the clock is, it's less about time. The passage of time. I think it's more about fate. And about like the circular nature of, of fate. sure, but they, you well, can also use it to stop time. Karma. They, they have that whole conversation about karma comes around, goes around. Yeah, I know. But well, and then there's also the the whole like fact that the very first line face, is right. The the very first lines of the movie is about how it's just before midnight, 1959. So time is a really important element to this. Yeah, but, but as according to the clock guy. I think the yeah, it's kind of I guess more of a motif, I guess, than I think. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck, I thought about that too. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. But I love that scene. I love it. Love. Oh love yeah, it. no, that I whole montage. It, I watched it three times. <laughs> I, it's great. It is great. Agree. But uh, but the hula hoops a hit, and of course now he's like the toast of the town. Norville is, right. and it, it starts going to his head. It's going to his head, but it's also ruined the plans of uh, Brent Musburger. Yes, it has. Brent Musburger. It was a joke um, <laughs> of Musburger because they they greenlit the whole thing to sink the company. Yep. Yep. Because they because they 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 misunderstand. I mean, again, you could say, well, a big part of that is these are old rich guys who don't understand Kids. what actually is going to sell. It's a real world shit. It's real yep. world shit. Like the yep. people making the decisions don't really understand the end right. user, right? Like, yep. yeah. They, um, the one guy with the eyebrows starts crying because, because he, they, oh they had God, dumped those all the stock. Were out of control. They dumped all the stock them. to help sell the idea that the no, they tanky. didn't. They didn't. Musburger did. Yes, he dumped all of their stock. All yes. of their stock. They didn't yeah. know that he yeah. sold. That's why he's reacting. I would have been that a way. millionaire. Yeah. Yep. He's like, I'm getting off this crazy train or whatever he says. And he tries to, he tries yeah, to pull that, a Hudsucker. Yeah. And, the, and the, the, him sticking to the glass like like Wiley Cody, I kind of felt kind of didn't fit the rest yeah, of the it's, comedy. It's a little it. silly. It's a little it's overly silly. cartoony. I placed it with plexiglass last week. Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, this is kind of where the movie starts to to drag for me. Um, yeah, because then then like he starts um, like he's dating um, uh, Anna Nicole Smith, yeah. Yeah. Anna Karenina yeah, yeah. Smith, um, and then he, he, like that gets that gets Jennifer Jason Lee mad at him, and it's like, uh, come on. Yeah, it's like uh, we're we're building towards something. Let's 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 do it. 
Yeah, exactly. And there's like the he's you know listening to string quartets in his office and having his yeah those little massages and it's just I mean I don't know and uh, they really hammer the idea that it's gone to his head. Yeah, home pretty hard. They really do. Um, Which I would accept if everything is constructed a little bit better. If that makes sense. And then there's this. Then there's the whole thing with um, Buzz. Buzz pitches him his own circle idea. And it's a bendable straw. Um, yes. So you don't have to. You don't have to drink it from up here. You can drink it from down here if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Great uh, idea. I love bendy straws. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Norval can't have it. You know, he's it's like I'm the idea man. So he um, he rejects it out of turn, and he um, he fires Buzz. To which Buzz is like bereft at the loss of his job. It's all I got, buddy. but then it's like gets into this weird like conspiracy where buzz is 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 buzz reveals who amy is yeah yes well it's actually the janitor i think oh no it is it it is the janitor because the janitor i guess is supposed to be the devil or something yes yeah and 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 he has to he has to have a sword fight with 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 the clock guy who's supposedly god i think yeah yes and i'm yeah. like what well, and by that point i'm like what the fuck is going on in this i'm movie? like why is this in this movie yeah i know um yeah and then there's a whole like conspiracy thing where um norval is then accused of stealing the idea for the hula hoop from buzz buzz because it was the same design which is yeah. kind of funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also kind of just irritating at this point you know um and he's gonna get fired like he's he sydney comes in tells him you know you had the fastest rise and the and the slowest fall or something like that and the shortest know, fire- it, it was the the shortest uh climb to the top but the uh but the longest fall the longest fall. it's almost like everything in this movie is represented by charles durning jumping in the beginning of the movie the story his rise and fall like all that stuff is related to a quick splattery death even the movie itself every step yeah. he took was a step up of course of course except the last one yes yeah. <laughs> God, i could i could bottle that boardroom scene at the beginning too that's pretty. You know that's directed by Sam Raimi too, right? The whole boardroom scene, like after yeah. it as well. Um, oh well, yeah. I don't know if they did it all together, but definitely the Charles Durning. That I can definitely. I can that. I can see that. I would assume they filmed all of that together, but maybe I'm wrong. That is some of like the sharpest dialogue in the movie. Is is that whole sequence in the boardroom at the beginning? It's yes, wonderful. it's very concise, very yep. like perfectly yeah. written, perfectly executed, perfectly edited. It's really just perfect yeah yeah um yeah i mean i don't know i don't know what to say at this point it's just everything. well there's something really big that needs to be said about uh, what happens go ahead. At the end of this. go ahead so this this all circles but so basically uh the kids had it rough see you know he's 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 lost his job he's lost his he's lost his mojo he's lost his girl he's lost everything so he's gonna go and jump out the window of his office so now we've certain we've come full circle like a clock uh i guess we're gonna do the time thing so like a clock we've come like full circle karma i guess i don't know like a rock ford will be there for you like a rock um 
So he's going to jump out. Happened. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to jump out the window, right? So he 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 does. He he well, he he falls when he decides maybe I don't want to jump and cuz he's out on the ledge and he doesn't want to jump, but the janitors come in and lock the Something like Odysseus or something like that. Uh, Elysius or something like that. Anyway, I'm sure that means something. Yeah. But Probably. anyway, so he he um he falls, basically. And we think, oh boy, you know, we're we're given about five minutes to think, oh boy, he's gonna That's Aloysius, he's gonna by the way. Aloysius, okay. Aloysius, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> he uh he he's <laughs> Smitty. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> that's Aloysius, by the way, not Aloysius. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. That's like you were you were playing me and I was playing you. That's cool. Yeah, I know, bit. right? Yeah, it's like we, this time we got the mispronounced name. That's, yeah. that's karmic retribution there. <laughs> oh, like a circle. <laughs> yep. Oh, what goes around comes around. See? Time to move on, boys. <laughs> So he, uh, <laughs> so he, you know, he, he he's falling, he's falling, he's falling, and um, clock guy is like, oh crap, and and he sticks a thing in the gears and it stops time, and 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 Tim Robbins like what, and I'm like what, and then we hear, <laughs> um, we hear Charles Durning singing, um, is it she'll be coming around the mountain? Yes, yeah. And uh, and it's like, wait, what? And then he floats down as an angel. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's got a halo on. It's all the fat up there. Another I'll, circle, I'll uh, admit, another circle. Yeah. That I kind of, and this goes back to your sum, or the parts are greater than the sum of its parts, or whatever the reverse. Or, of that. Whatever the, yeah, yeah. I really like this scene, but it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And and uh, I want to make sure. That I, I like Charles Durning. I like Charles Durning. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Whenever Doc Hopper shows up, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> but um, I I want to make it really, really, really clear that I know Uh-oh. this movie got reappraisal over the last few years, and I understand why people like this movie. I certainly understand why people think that this is an underrated classic in some regards, or you know what have you. But um, it just didn't work for me. And if somebody, you know, like Chuck, you said that this was a, a comedy favorite of yours over the years. Yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff in this. I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. And um, and I don't. Uh, and if both of you said, oh, this is a great movie. I love this movie. I wouldn't have had any problem. I mean, I, I wouldn't try to convince you. Otherwise, I would just say this is why I don't like it. Um, That's the way it should be anyway, right? Anyway, exactly. But like, um. Let's put it this way. I'm glad I rented this movie and didn't buy it um, because then I would have been always looking at it on my Amazon thinking, oh, no, <laughs> it's like, but, oh, why did I buy it? But, but, but anyway, but, there, but there's so much here that admittedly you like. I oh, mean, the, technically, it's a I mean, if this if this was shown to the Muncie College of Art Direction for film, I take that class. I take that class all day because technically this is an excellently put together movie and design in particular it's an excellent excellently designed movie um it just, just doesn't earn all of its moments right like it exactly, could have earned that is exactly it, it it could have yeah. earned this ending it could have earned exactly. the scene with charles during being an angel there there's right. some stuff missing so i think it's there 
the pieces are certainly there. It's just yeah. it, it's configured. I wonky. just think I just think like getting angry if you're getting thinking you'd be angry if you bought it is a little no, silly. No, no, that's that's yeah. just no. It's I a little mean, bit that, hyperbole. That, right, it's, it is hyperbole. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, let's just say that I what I really mean by that is, is I have no intention to watch this movie again. See, it's now, funny, I may watch. I, will. I may I'll watch, watch it again. And I'll probably just check out in the third act again, though. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I would. I would certainly watch that montage again. Yeah, and I would certainly watch the beginning of that movie. Well, nothing. Again. Nothing puts me in a better mood, honestly, than that. That montage. I sure. I, I and, and that's a lot. Yeah, and that's 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 perfectly that's perfectly fine too like i said if this was if this was taught in film schools for like how to how to design a movie absolutely it should be in film schools that said you know i watched uh you know citizen kane in in a film class i'm not chomping at the bit to watch that again that's fair but again that's that's another movie that has a lot of pieces yeah that that obviously work you know but anyway no that's totally fair so yeah, Chuck, but, tell us, tell us how, um, tell us about the big reveal of the blue letter. Yes, because that's the this, whole. Let's point, wrap this puppy up. That's the whole point of of, of Charles Durning showing up. Yes, so Charles Durning shows up and he's having a conversation, or Hudsucker shows up and he's floating in the air like a minstrel, right? Singing. <laughs> he's an angel. He's he's literally got a halo. Yeah, he's an angel. Well, he's got <laughs> wings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's literally he's wings. still a minstrel because he's singing. <laughs> she's coming around the mountain. Sure, um, it's a minstrel angel. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, and he kind of goads him into bringing up the blue letter, right? And then saying, "Well, where is it?" And he's like, oh, "I don't know." And he's like, "It's in your, it's in pocket. your what? Is, yeah, it's in your well, pocket." He's, he's, wearing, apron he's pocket. wearing the apron that because he he decides to put on the apron that he wore on his first day. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, it's his mailroom apron as he's and it's going still in to, the pocket. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So he pulls it out and he reads it and he finds out that I can't remember the exact wording, but Hudsucker left all of the shares to his successor, basically, whoever whoever they named, whoever the successor would be, I expect expect to be Musburger. Right. But if it's not, whoever it is, gets all of them. And the whole timing element of this is it has to be before midnight because unless he, if he doesn't claim them at, one on January one, they go into the public public right. sector. So he's like suspended in the earth. And then there's the fight, with, <laughs> the fight with uh, Jesus and the devil. And he kind of falls a little bit further because the, the devil's, stick gets the pulled out. The stick gets pulled out, but then the devil's teeth gets in there and it gives him just enough. Yeah. How does a fucking teeth fly? In? I don't it gets, know. gets knocked out of his mouth by the broomstick. Well, it, it got knocked out. It, it, it got knocked out because when it landed on the ground, it went chop, 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 chop. So that was probably a, 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 a Ramey thing too. <laughs> but that's his last, like, then, yeah, his but last then five I think foot fall. Right. And then I think, I, I think um, Tibbs or whatever the guy's name was stuck him into the, into the thing moses they got in their house somehow yeah yes or whatever yeah so he falls to the ground and then i don't even know what to say here i'm sorry like he has his reunion with with amy archer um they reconcile um and then i think musburger goes to kill himself at the end right and he's caught and put into an asylum yeah. as a crazy person and then you know for kids 
Well, he's yeah, got he's got it, another it, circle. He's got a new invention, a new a new circle design. The frisbee. The frisbee. The frisbee. Yeah. You know what's funny this about guy, that? This guy is knocking like him out of the park. Yeah. Well, the guy who invented the hula hoop invented the frisbee not oh, too no long shit. afterwards in real oh, life. Shit. Yeah. There you go. Oh, shit. That guy huh. is a fucking genius. So wow, that is, is kind Muncie? of true to life. I don't know. I didn't look him up. <laughs> that's that's interesting. If true. Yeah. I mean, I read it tw- two different places. Let me huh. see. Very cool. Okay, wait yeah. a Hula I don't blows. believe you. I believe you. I believe everything on the internet these days. <laughs> I mean, at, this mo- uh, at this point, I guess so, right? It's all real. Even the um, shit that contradicts each other, it's all true. Uh, it was just it was successfully marketed by Whammo. So yeah, company. Yeah, but it, from what I read, is he he invented both? Huh. Whammo. Um, anyway, so yeah, this is. I mean, you, you guys are both right. This movie like jumps out of the window hot and fast, and then it just kind of splats on the ground. It's it's very much like falling out of a metaphor? building. Where'd you get that metaphor? Yeah. It's not, it's like, <laughs> did we watch an entire two-hour movie that had that metaphor? <laughs> um, no, no, here's the thing. And, and yeah, I mean, like, um, I in, in a way, I wish it was set earlier than the 50s because once i started to realize like wait a minute everything looks even the cars look like they're from the 30s you know it's like that not that that would have made anything better but i'm just saying it's like there is that element that has to be made aware but that doesn't change the fact that it's still in all of its drab and 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 concrete jungle ways it is still this gorgeous movie oh yeah totally that's the that's the great like Uh, that's the great counterbalance right it's like this movie that is that takes place in this concrete jungle that's all gray and and drab and you know and and beige the only things of color are the 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 plastic that's used to make the hula hoops and everything and the teeth and the teeth and i suppose (laughs) and i suppose jennifer jason lee's lipstick but still everything else is black or gray or beige or whatever and it's it's a beautiful movie because it has that gothic kind of empire style of New York City of the of the thirties and concrete it's, jungle. Yep, you, you, it's with great. the with the Jennifer Jason Lee's lipstick reminded me of one of my favorite Bruce Campbell moments because he's in this and we haven't even mentioned it. No shame, Smitty. Well, we've, we've said Smitty, but we um, yes. When she asks, um, "Does this suit look mannish to you?" Because she's she's self conscious because of things that Norval was saying about who he thinks she is in real life. Yeah, and some of it rings a little too close to home for her. And he says, <laughs> he says, yeah, sure. Let's grab a highball. <laughs> <laughs> he always just wants to go get highballs with her after work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Honey, he slaps her ass too. Yeah. Oh my God. It's yeah, I, hilarious. But, but they're like, but they're also like, like she even makes the point that it's like, she's, he's her dumb friend. Yeah. Yeah. Know? No. And, and, and him slapping her on the ass is more like locker room, like, man yeah, man. like, like boys, yeah. you know, you know, good job, good game, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause, cause she is one of the boys. Yeah. And that's how exactly. he views her. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. like, um, there is no forced, like triangle with him, you know, with, no, no, with no, the Smitty character, he just which is great. No, he, he undermines her. He undermines her in the end. <laughs> in the end he does. He, he does. does. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of undermining in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, but at the, the same time, though, she undermined everybody else who was going out to try to find out about him. She tricked them, and, you know, she didn't work on the J. Edgar Hoover story that she was supposed to work on. I mean, that's the media she went story, out, right? Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's they're all going to try to get the scoop. Yep. 
I, if somebody in that room didn't call themselves Scoop, Scoops McGee, then they did, they were making the wrong movie. One of those yeah, guys. That little named... kid didn't call himself Hoops McGee. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think I think we've done it with this one. It again, it remains in my you know the bottom third of the Coen Brothers films for me. But I will revisit it for all the good things we've said about it. I think it'd be um, interesting to do a to do a little bit of a ranking. Maybe uh, after, yeah, eventually. Maybe after this set this month, maybe yeah. we do a we do a we come to our um, the man who wasn't there episode, and we do a ranking of what we've covered of everything that we've covered because it'll be everything. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. Well, not everything. There's still a few movies left, like Hail Caesar. And... Oh no, no, I mean everything that had been made up to that point. Yeah, everything we've covered up to this point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Well, we didn't. I mean, there there are a couple that we skipped over, right? Like, uh... no. we'll just we'll just rank what we covered. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, no. We'll just we'll just rank it. We'll no, 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 no. no, because we're we're the only one we're skipping. Is this Lady month Killers, right? is one we've already done. It was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh, well, and Lady Killers. Yeah, Lady. Killers. Oh, Lady Killers is later. No, it's before no. no country. Oh, we're doing no country for men. That's right. Sorry, I thought we were stopping at. Yeah, we also aren't we math. also skipping uh, intolerable? We're skipping intolerable cruelty and lady colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I for some reason we were stopping stopping at Maine. It wasn't there, but yes. Well, I will say I will say one thing for sure. The one we're finishing on is. That's a very good movie. That's, that's, I, that, that's a good way to go out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the best picture winner. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, but yes, we'll do a little, little ranking. We'll, we'll ranking. do a ranking. Now, I, one thing I do want to say real quick, because uh, this one you can kind of tell has a little bit of, of lineage from Barton Fink, right? The mm -hmm. design. The, you know, it's just West Coast versus East Coast, right? It's kind of, it's even roughly roughly the same era mid 20th mm -hmm. century mm -hmm. um and uh it just it, it feels um i think the main reason why i think barton fink is is also so much is that it's, it's a lot more restrained even when it gets nutty it's it's a restrained. much smaller scale you deal exactly. with far less things yeah. and and yeah there's no I don't Some know. The comedy Deus is ex weird. machina, or however right. you say I mean, it, is the, not the, there. The uh, yeah, I mean, the comedy is wacky at times in in Barton Fink, but it, it's so much more reserved, it seems. Than the the metaphor is is a lot more subtle in yeah. Barton Fink as well. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So the yeah, I mean, if it, you will. Yeah, but but I'm mean, but you can definitely see that there's lineage there, right? Oh, yeah. Like you know, sure. I mean, you can you can definitely see that there is. Um, these are from the same people you know? well next week you can definitely tell the movie is made by the cone brothers yes um and next week we are covering fargo um which i can't wait to talk yeah? about yeah yeah oh jeez. Oh, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Oh boy, uh, that's probably going to be an hour and a half of just us going. Yeah, oh, you, oh, oh, you yeah. betcha. Oh, you <laughs> betcha. <laughs> Maybe oh, tell us tell a story about Minnesota. Um, <laughs> you can never do that accent right, though. It's not so bad. I'll get Stephanie to come on and do it for us. If she was here, I would. So yeah, next week we have Fargo. Jeff, what do we have coming up on your various other Monster Mondays yeah. and what's nots? 
yeah and whatnots um yeah so fargo's next wednesday filmseizure.com um also on monday at filmseizure.com i kick off a month of universal classic monsters nice with the house of frankenstein um so yeah check that out monday afternoon all of those at filmseizure.com um you can go to film seizure you can also find out where we are uh you know where you can follow us at the at the various socials um and you can also find out where you can go and subscribe to the podcast as well this friday at uh, my website bmovieanima.com you can read my review of byleth the demon of incest oh i know that movie yeah that movie sucks that movie sucks hard (laughs) so there's a there's a preview of my of my review it sucks it sucks (laughs) anyway it's terrible (laughs) um anyway so uh yeah so you can go and and check that out at bmovieanima.com as well as my other reviews of better movies because sometimes i do that in fact almost every movie i've done is better than Byla. anyway um yeah so that is where you can do those things um so fellers i think uh you know i think we did it i think i think we i think we had and sucked and proxed (laughs) we certainly did (laughs) okay well until next week when we uh, head to the uh to the snowbanks of minnesota i'm jeff arbuckle i'm aloysius the janitor (laughs) 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 i'm jason oliver and you have been listening to film (laughs) season